Today, we talk about... We're back, episode, still don't know what, because I'm doing like a fuck ton of these, so I'm way behind in the editing, so I don't know what number we're on. I think we're in the high 30s now. Uh, but uh, again, another special guest. Introduce yourself, my man. Hey, uh, I am Peter Wong, a comedian in New York City. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Chinese. I don't know what else so, to say. so usually how I do this is uh, I'll have you give us an intro of like your comedy come up, like you know how you started, when you started, where you started, who inspired you, blah blah blah. And then wherever the conversation goes, we'll split it up into segments. I put put out the segments, then I put out the whole thing at the end. So. It's going to be just like every other podcast then, right? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean, a lot of other podcasts, they'll have, like, themes and stuff. But, you know, I feel like, A, that's effort. And, B, it just doesn't lead to... I mean, it definitely leads no, to organic conversation. a lot of podcasts do origin stories. Oh, that's I see. What, is what I mean. I yeah. see, I see, okay. Um, not to dishearten you. <laughs> <laughs> what? This is the only podcast I watch. No. Uh, but yeah, what's uh, what's your backdrop here? The, uh, okay, so I'll do like a truncated, like whatever. like a Sure. Quick version. He's like, I've done too many podcasts. I'm getting tired of the story. <laughs> well, I think... Okay, well, I'll just cut to it. <laughs> so uh, I... Uh, um, <clears throat> flunked out of high school. I only got into a community college. Uh, failure in my parents' eyes. Failure in my own eyes. Uh, I knew I was funny. And this was where? This was in uh, which? Wh- what do you mean like where? What city? All in New York. Oh, okay. So right. My whole life is in gotcha, New York. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, my high school was in Har- Harlem. Okay. It's a high school for math, science, and engineering. Um, I, is that uh, a magnet school? That's one of the uh, specialized high schools gotcha, where you take gotcha. a test to get in. Okay. Um, and I was the dumbest kid in the smart school, basically. Flunked out of that and um, barely graduated. And then uh, community college, um, didn't like that. And so I started pursuing, I started doing a stand-up class. Um, that took me to a graduation show. I killed it. I did pretty well. Um, and then I thought I was going to be famous, for sure. And then, like... And then here you are. To <laughs> <laughs> a podcast today, picking out shoes. Uh, yeah, and then six... I did, probably did that for, like, a six months or a year. Uh, and then bombed really hard at a bringer show in front of my friends and everything. And then quit comedy for, like, seven years, uh, six years. And then, uh, with a new perspective, came back. And now I've been doing it. Um, what were you doing in that off time? Um, Other than trying to kill yourself, I mean, pretty much. I mean, you, I, I, you sort of, you sort of, kind of realigned with your, with what, what went wrong in your life, um, and then I started going, oh, well, maybe my parents are right. There's this pragmatic way to approach life that I never really cared for, uh, and so I kind of got back. Then you into got into reselling sneakers. Not yet. Uh, <laughs> that will come later, uh, but I, uh, I went back to school, studied computer, computer science a bit. And then realized this is not for me. Um, but I, st- I kept the good grades, whatever. And then pursued drama, then acting. Went to a acting uh, whatever program. Graduated from that and then got back into comedy. Nice, so, nice. Right. Okay, cool. And I sold sneakers just because my I was I didn't have a job. And my cousin so, loved doing it. And so invited me out. And then How long ago was that? Um, that was in the Roshi era. Four, like. four or five years ago. Okay. I remember the, the KDs just came out. It's like the KD nines or whatever, gotcha, gotcha. and those were selling like fire. So really? We, yeah, we lined wow. up like yeah that day. We grabbed like twelve to twenty pairs or something. And yeah, you got to give me an insider perspective on this uh, reseller side because I don't meet any of them because I buy all my shit online. Again, being from upstate New York, like a lot of this collection you saw. Uh, was amassed up there. And it was quite a bitch getting it down here, let me tell you. I rented a U-Haul just for the shoes. I had no furniture. I had nothing. Just shoes. I had just shoes. So I put trash bags of shoes 
load them in the car. That's why some of them have stains, even though I haven't worn oh, them. Oh, they got scuffed already yeah. in the bank. So, uh, um, dude, it's such a bitch moving that shit down here. But anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, so I had no access to resellers, let alone the fact that I couldn't like line up here. I wasn't at the good foot lockers or tier zero accounts that were getting the nice shoes, let alone those other shoes that you were able to line up for and at least get a few pairs so you could resell them. But, um, so I never even really met a reseller before or at like one that sort of took it seriously. So you got to explain to me like the inner workings of that or whatever your, I mean, obviously I'm sure your cousin doesn't want to give away insider secrets or whatever, but just like the general mentality, like what your day to day was, you know, you're yeah. talking about lineups and stuff. But. Yeah. Well, Foot Locker would say, well, Foot Locker has a few different ways. They do lotteries and then just lineups. Right. right. The lottery is you just take a raffle ticket, and then if you win, they call you and you come pick it up. Um, and you don't have to get up early for that. But when they have a release day, they say, "Oh, this Sunday we're gonna have uh, blah 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 come out, and um, and you know just line up when the store opens, right. uh, we'll sell them to you." But the, the, what they don't tell you is they're not they don't open when the store opens. They open like two or three hours before because there's a line of people yeah. already there that were there four hours before that. So people have been lining up since like 3 a.m. for this. So uh, what you do is you get on that line, right? So um, you're showing up at 2 a.m.? No, I, I could never show up that early. I would show up at like 6 a.m. Okay. 6 a.m. is probably the earliest. And it was it sucked just waking <laughs> up, driving to Manhattan, and you stand, and it's sometimes freezing or like, uh, or it's raining. It, yep. it's not, there's times where it's freaking pouring rain, and you're just under an, an umbrella like a fucking idiot <laughs> watching The Office on your phone trying to fucking pass the time. Yeah, I'm trying to humanize the resellers so that, uh, you know, the online crowd isn't just like, fuck resellers. <laughs> it's not just Asians. There's, <laughs> there's more black dudes on that line than Asians. Although, oh, sure. you could argue the black dudes are probably just keeping them. Um, uh, that was probably racist. <laughs> but uh, anyways, uh, we're, yeah, you, you line up, you get it, and then um, sometimes you line up again because like they're still in stock. So yeah, you get right. them back on the line, you buy another, you throw them in your car, and you come back and you buy a few more, um, and then you, you put them on eBay. Um, some people are even fast, like they already list them before they even buy them, which mm -hmm. is a risk because what if you don't get them? Right, right. Um, but yeah, that's that, that's the game basically. It's not very glamorous. There's not too many secrets to it. Just get on the line and and buy them. What about for the super hyped shoes, like the shoes that only release at a few boutiques uh, that they only made so many pairs of? I'm guessing maybe you didn't. I didn't do into too that. much of those. Okay. Like Yeezys, you just got off the phone. You'd play like right. the the button game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's that's all there is to that. Um, but if. Uh, I, for the most part, that's the game. Is just line up early in the morning. Sometimes you hear that a certain store got a got like I don't know what how my cousin knew, but like he knew a Nike store in uh, Long Island stocked the Carmines one day, and I was the closest one there. And he goes, "If you each of these will give you a hundred dollar profit, so go." Uh, and that was there. I was like, okay. And I just drove right there, brought a friend. They were only limiting it to one per person, mm. so I got one. A friend got one. I almost tried to get people in the mall to like buy it for me, but I was like, I, I didn't have the balls to pussy and make them do that shit. Um, uh, but yeah, that's I bet if you offered them ten bucks, they'd do it. They'd be like, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, you fucked up now. Yeah. <laughs> but no, that's interesting. Why? How? How did your cousin know that that was the market? Like, yo, hundred dollars profit. Like, how does he know? From having sold that a bunch before. Gotcha. Right? Okay. There's some shoes that you just, the moment you say it, then anyone reselling knows, oh, that's a hot ticket item. Carmine's were 
hot for oh, a while. Oh, they've always been, yeah. Yeah, so there you go. Like, you know. Yeah. You're not a reseller and you know. So, same deal. So, we'll hear that. Go, but oh, my shit. problem is I'm just a buyer. I've never been a seller. So, for me, it's just like, and luckily, I'm blessed to be in a position where I don't have to look at the price tag. Yeah. So, flex there. <laughs> uh, but, um, but yeah, so I just pay what I got to pay and I just pray that it's not too much more than retail costs. But I never know how these fuckers are deciding the market. You know what I mean? No, you, I mean, the resellers don't decide the market. The buyers decide the market. Well, okay, if you want to get technical. But I'm saying that someone's setting a price, right? Yeah. So I, I've always wondered how, well, I guess... Oh, yeah. where that meets, right? Yeah. Supply and demand? I mean, I, I'm not an economics guy. Sure, but yeah, it sounds like just from what you're saying, your cousin has had enough experience to kind of just like know that intersection point at whatever point, so... Yeah, uh, I mean, sometimes you guess, Right? So like the KDs, he would sell one for $40 profit and then he goes, That's the weird one. I could have sold it for 80 more then put it there and gotcha. sells again. Oh, I could have done this. That's where you find the sweet gotcha, spot. Gotcha. Yeah, because that, that's, uh, I'm glad you brought that back up because that's been also interesting to me because like I'll avoid certain shoes. I don't care how much hype it has, let alone doesn't have. If I'm not into it, I'm not into it. So um, KD is a perfect example. I have a couple in there that I really like. Um, but in general, his signature line is not something I follow the same way I would follow like a LeBron or a Kobe or a Jordan. So um, that's interesting to me too, especially as being a reseller, let alone someone like me who's like actually into shoes for the buying of it and enjoying of it. Yeah. Um, for someone like me or for someone like your cousin who I'm guessing is not a huge sneakerhead. Um, not a huge sneakerhead, though the game has made him like some sneakers. Gotcha. That's why he had us wear Jays to gotcha. his wedding. Uh, he got okay. us the same pairs, gotcha. which is pretty cool. I okay. Think. So, but even so, I mean, I'm guessing he's not a big KD sneaker fan. No. Right. Not so, at all. why is it that what in his head made him say, you know what, I'm gonna this is worth the line, this is worth the rain and the snow because I know these are gonna sell. Is it he's in talks with other resellers? Is it just he has a feel for it? Like, what's that's a great question. Um, because I, I would never think to line up for KDs. Because I, I was surprised when you told me you guys made a bunch of money on them. So like, you know, yeah. But like, I'm not question. in tune with what kids are kind of feeling all the time, right? So I think if I were to give you an answer, it would just be guessing. I think, I think he had done it uh, enough uh, where he can kind of get an idea of when something's like starting to get some hype. And um, and I remember that day he wasn't sure. We were lining up, and he goes. Uh, he goes, I'm just selling them for like 40 more. And, and that's not a big market. Right, right. But he, the idea was, we would. And he even said before, he goes, hey, by the way, today we're lining up. And there's a chance we won't make any money because these could be nothing. So we're lining up and, and while online he sells one for, for, for $40 profit. And he goes, oh, okay. And we line up again, sells another. And, line, and sells another. he keeps selling. He goes, oh, shit, 90. Mm. Sells again. He's like, oh, okay, now you know. So there are days you go up and line up, and you're lining up for a shoe that's nothing. Yeah, did that ever happen to you? Oh, yeah, that happens. And then uh, you just return it. Do you remember which one? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> which? So it's quote-unquote risk-free, but you did spend time I mean, you time spent the time, right? Standing yeah. out there. But I guess if you weren't doing anything anyway, then, yeah. Uh, yes, you could write jokes on the line. Yeah. Uh, do you remember any shoes in particular that were like duds? Duds? Yeah. Absolute bricks. Um... I'm trying to. I definitely had some, but I. I they're not coming. No, nothing that's going to come to mind. Nothing memorable. Like okay. Fair yeah. Enough. I remember right. some of the ugliest sneakers sold the best. The up tempos. <laughs> I couldn't believe how well they sold. Oh my god! I made three hundred dollars in like two hours. Oh shit! I was just like grab, 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 sell, 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 bang. That's more money than I make as a dad. You can turn that off. <laughs> 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 Dinging. Yeah, probably. <laughs> 
your podcast listeners want to hear that? Yeah, well, like I said, man, this is very bare bones. Um, so I don't really... That, that's the thing, that we can transition into that topic. That's what the ding really was. Um, it's, uh, it's so much more relieving once I just gave up perfecting the art, if you will. Oh. So, like, I remember trying to get a video... And I'd come up with a beautiful idea in my head, and then I'd immediately become depressed because I was like, oh, "A, I got no one to help me. B, no one's." Are you watching. talking about podcasts? No, I'm talking about YouTube content in general. Oh, okay, okay. And um, and I'd be like, you know, A, no one's watching right now. B, I'm, you know, none of my friends or family are supportive or give a shit about this. C, I'm doing this all alone, and like all the effort that's going to re- be required to produce this idea I have in my head. Yeah. And then I would just shut down and get super pissed and miserable. And then the minute I just started like bare boning it, so now I just film everything on my iPhone. I scrapped all the fancy equipment, which sucks because I spent a ton of money on it. Um, You know, the audio is not podcast quality audio, right? I don't have like the analog mics and whatnot, but it's passable. It's much easier to do. I'm doing it out of the comfort of my own place. Um, You know, when someone says they're running late or, you know, someone has to cancel, I'm like, no big deal. I'll just play PlayStation. Like, you know, whatever. Right. So, um, so the convenience factor has been incredible, not only for my mental health, but also to churn out more content much more efficiently. And the viewership has grown immensely. And it almost has become like synonymous with my brand, which is just like raw, unedited, just That's great. Blah. So, yeah, it's like a balance, right? You have to find the balance of uh, what is what is enough bare bones, right, right, right? right? Versus quality, because there's a certain amount of bare bonesness that is unacceptable to, yeah. to even. <laughs> well, that's subjective, isn't it? Um, it is subjective, yeah. you're right? But then there is still, but this, so, so it's like it's like a little graph, right? The less, the more bare bones you get, then the 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 more things can put someone off for watching. Sure, right? sure. So like you see like people, there's people who do sketches on YouTube and uh, they, it's just their whole, someone's holding a camera or yep. put a, uh, their phone in yep. their room and it, it's in their freaking bedroom yep. and there's no lighting or whatever. If I see that as a thumbnail, I'm not clicking the video. But you know who is? Millions of other people. So it's still doing well, man. Yeah. You know? I, I think you're, you're, well now you're talking about niche then, right? You're kind of like, you're, there's people that are, you're, you're filling into a niche. I think we're, we'll, then the discussion becomes if sketch, watching sketch comedy. There's, there, there takes a level of like commitment before you click the video. Sure. Um, and I think if you don't know the person, you don't know the YouTuber, then and that's what you see. I don't think I feel like you're not gonna. Yeah, it's it. not great for first impressions. I'll give you that. But what I've learned in this social media exploration is that, dude. People don't care anymore about the high production stuff. Uh-huh. And, um, well, content comes first. Content comes content first, Content comes yes. first. Yes, story Absolutely. comes first. So if you can nail that, yeah, maybe someone like you or like respected comics will not give a shit about it because they expect better. Uh-huh. But, I mean, clearly people are watching these things. You know? and, and I know a lot, of, um, a lot of comedians especially, especially even like the A-listers, will just constantly bitch about these Instagram comedians. Yeah. And listen, I don't like it either. Like, I don't think it's funny. Right. But it's fucking crushing. Yeah. And it's They're very it bare bones. Yeah. It's extremely bare bones. So then you see someone else, like comics, I highly respect and love watching everything they do, and they're only putting out, like, a few sketches every few months because they want to make sure that they meet those yeah. subjective like you know, minimums. Right? <laughs> <laughs> then it's like... All right, well, I want to see more of your stuff, and I would be willing to see it at a lower production value, but, you know, because you hold yourself to that standard, you limit your, the content you're putting out, and yeah. now who's winning? The instant, Instagram comics. The so, Instagram comics are winning. You know, so I feel like if we could get to a world where comedians here are more 
accepting of social media. I can't understand why I'm meeting comics who are like so anti-social media even. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that doesn't make sense. Well, there's a level of, uh, of, of stupidity with, with that. There's a little stubbornness. I mean, you've you got to be pragmatic to an, to an extent, right? For you to turn down social media is ridiculous because that's right now, that's the platform that's the only to get way. you anywhere. You'd be retarded to completely ignore that. Um, and then there's a level of pure, like purism. Right there's a. Uh, I love doing it the way I do it because it's. I love the purest form of the sketch comedy, and I don't like you know sacrifice. I. I you make what you want to watch. Right. Um, so I. Would I want to see the Instagram thing? No. So therefore, I. I want to. I'm making what is up to my sure, standard sure, sure, sure. of viewing. And then those guys that make the Instagram stuff, they're making what is I hopefully up to their standard of viewing what entertains them. Um, so. You and to that level, you can't like force, you know, which direction you go. I would love. I think there was a point where I was like, I I would like to make one sketch a week, right? And then I started just like firing on all cylinders and making it happen. And I went insane. Like I I wrote I wrote just pure trash. Another, <laughs> and I shot two things, and they both sucked, and they uh, they sacrificed in sound. You couldn't hear anything, and I was like, all right, from here on out. You know, for better or for worse, uh, it, if I shoot it, it's gonna have to. I, I have to like it. I, it has to be under my high standards. Sure, 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 sure. You know, at, at a at a cost of that consistent right, right, right. machine. Yeah, no, that's that's definitely definitely the way to go. First rule is, you know, you gotta like what you're doing. Otherwise, you'll be like me, being miserable. Because that was the other thing. I was, I felt like in the beginning, and I feel like every content creator starts here. Like they, they. They think they know what they want slash want to do, but yeah. they don't really have the skill set yet. They're just learning as they go because there's no fucking manual for this yeah. shit, right? So they're just making what their favorite thing they saw, right, was, right, right. What they saw. They and not only that, but like you're seeing things trend, especially on YouTube. You're like seeing trending things. You're like, oh, maybe I need to fit the trends to like catch the wave or whatever. And then you start yeah. doing that, and it's not really something you're into. So not only are you not feeling it, but of course the audience isn't going to feel it. And then no one's watching it, and you put in all this fucking time and misery into it, and you're just like you saw like for a while fuck? YouTube videos, they had this. They they would um, it would say like uh, you won't believe what's in this video like these clickbaity yeah, things yeah. or like a prank <laughs> and then parentheses gone sexual <laughs> and then it'd be like a thumbnail or something and then I see that I go oh that's all I have to do but then when push came to shove and you start putting it together you realize how much of a moral uh, like it breaks your yeah, character yeah, yeah. If, for you to do it yep, and then you're yep, like yep. Oh, I feel gross if I had to do it and then you just don't because yep. <laughs> there's just these moral principles yeah man know. so that's that's why I personally just finally decided you know what fuck this man I'm just going to make the videos I want to make and, and you're right man that's, that's made me much happier and much more um, and luckily the, what makes me happy luckily is a even lower production value so that's been working for me but yeah um, well, yeah, I, you know, you build it and hope hope they come. Yeah, right? and, and yeah, it's getting to a point now as we as we've started to really grow, uh, where now people are reaching out. They want to edit for me. They want to contribute. They want to do fan art and all that kind of stuff. Oh, so, nice. So that's um, you know that's encouraging, and and I feel like I see that arc with a lot of like earlier YouTube uh, stars, where like you you look at their oldest videos and it's just like them in a basement with a two forty p. Yes. And then yes. now you see them. They've got a team high of editors. They they got everything is going. So I'm hoping to get there. And it's not like I want to keep it bare bones forever. But I kind of like my brain being raw because that means I can keep it raw as long as possible. So, uh, but I want to get back to you as far as um, the sketch though. So how long have you been doing that? Uh, probably four or five years. Uh, I mean, yeah. 
uh, and uh, with, with semi-consistency, I'll say. Okay. Right? And exactly. how did you, like, recruit, quote, actors or comics or writers or sound guys, video guys? Like, what, what's your process All they each came piece by piece. Um, are the these actors, just friends of yours? Are these, like... Yeah, the actors started as people from uh, acting school. Okay. Um, I would take actors. And even now, there's some that I met there that I, I, I believe in their talent and stuff. So then I have them come along. And they'll also be cheaper because they're my friends. Yeah, so yeah. I can exploit them <laughs> the way I like Got him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, camera, I, I had my buddy, like a childhood buddy for a while do it. And then he was always flaky about it. And, and I didn't really pay him. Uh, so I couldn't even blame him for like, I want and then it, it slowly dawned on me that it's, you're going to have to hire a camera yeah, yeah, yeah. if you want something like serious right. sound. You, you have sound is like the, mo- the most important part of sketches. Yeah. So I knew pretty early on that if I want to keep me, I just had to fork up money for sound. Um, so I have a, a go-to sound guy that is pretty good. I don't, I don't mind sharing him. I think he's great. So I, anyone who needs to use him, I, I, I share his name. Um, and uh, as far as the editing, I except do, right now, except, yeah, <laughs> I figured you were going to go right. into his name, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Edwin, <is> <laughs> uh, just yeah, just to clear the air. Yeah, slide into his DMs if you want to hit up Edwin. Yes, yeah, his sure. name is Dungeons underscore N underscore Diagon. Interesting. Um, Very accessible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Easy. Um, so you uh, and, and what kind of camera do you use? I used uh, a Panasonic G4, okay. I think it's called, um, and so does, I think so does my cameraman. Um, he uses a Panasonic. I think he upgraded to like a Sony something fancy, yes. or maybe a Canon like DSLR. Okay. Um, but so yeah, you that's, pretty much just outsource all this except for the writing, or do you still, or do you also collaborate with other people for that? Or I do the writing. I have a, I have someone I go to to workshop the writing okay. now to make sure it's good enough to produce um, as far as e- I do the editing I, I think I I write all the shots like I pick out the shots and so I that's got to be annoying it. Yeah. it is right it is quite <laughs> and then to have your director understand that that's shots oh so you don't direct it um, so yes and no like the shot selection is a very directy kind of a thing but then once the camera starts I have basically my camera he's directing the whole thing he's telling okay. me where to stand and gotcha, gotcha. What, what notes to give us John Connor Hammond that's the he does a lot of comic comedian stuff so I recommend him. um what was I talking about uh shots, you do all the editing shots producing I do all the producing okay. um and marketing promotions. Uh, How do you do the marketing and promotion? Um, for for but the two hits that I had were blew up on Reddit. Oh, okay. So you just posted our videos, or I posted it. The first one I posted on a place called YouTube Haiku. Okay. And they only take thirty second videos or less, uh, which is perfect for like the but, the butthole one. If you saw that one, <laughs> the butthole. Um, and then that's where that got attention. Uh, and the other one I posted. The other one I think someone posted for me. Um, so, and I think they posted on funny, on our funny. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Why don't you just post all your sketches on there? I do. Oh, okay. Um, and then you'll find out, then it becomes very sobering what videos hit and what don't and what videos of yours are good and what are not. And, and, uh, truth of the matter is if you put dialogue in it, the bar goes a lot higher for what's an acceptable video now. And every minute is like a marathon for people. So all basically any three or four minute video I've put on there has died. It does not go anywhere. <laughs> uh, 
Um, and uh, even my latest video, which is like two minutes, I think. I don't think anyone's watched on Reddit. It's very tough. The marketing is very tough. Yeah, I mean, it's saturated, bro. You got a lot of it is. Instagram comics to compete with. So um, that's cool, though. Uh, and where can we find that? Uh, Peter Wong Comedy on YouTube. Dope. If you type that in. And I see you post some of the clips onto Instagram, so that's also very smart. Um, but yeah, I, I just I don't understand these comics that don't like to put their stuff out. They're like, oh, I'm worried they're going to misconstrue it and cancel me. I'm like, dude, that's not going to happen anytime They're going to cancel soon. you. You got nothing. Right? <laughs> You're back to where you started. You cancel. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. But it's a little laziness. You'll see a lot of open micers. It's laziness and also a fear of putting themselves. Yeah. No, I've started to appreciate that because uh, as I'm transitioning from uh, virgin yeah, open micer to uh, a man, uh, to like... I don't want to call myself seasoned yet, clearly, but um, but like I'm definitely noticing things. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I've learned a lot in just these short six months that I've been doing comedy, not only from my own act, but also you know the types of open micers you see, the types of comics that are making it, the types of shows that are hitting and not, and why something's working, why is not. So like I'm learning a lot just by immersing myself in the scene. So that's been kind of interesting. But yeah, I'm just realizing, man, like. You, for, you you lose yourself in it because when I first got here, because I started comedy in Iowa. and uh, How long ago? Like literally November. Okay. Yeah. Very and, um, and I was my first comedy club I'd ever been to, and that was like September or October. So I'd never even been to a comedy club, so I was just blown away. I'd always wanted to do comedy, but thought it was just like this thing I couldn't touch. You know, I was like, eh. So, um, and then to go from all that to finally actually being able to try some open mics out there, and then now being like, oh boy, the Big Apple, this is yeah. this is the Comedy Central, you know, like, uh, I better bring it. And then I show up, and my first ever open mic I go, I was like, dude, this is worse than I am like this is bad and um, and then I started doing mics but I was still thinking like yo this is New York so like the open mic is here I'm like Rrr. but then you realize no bro like it's still an open mic scene but in a large city so you're gonna get a lot of ass comics like a lot of bad 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 comedy and I'm only now starting to like even within their first word I I'm like, like I'm already you know like can tell who is not gonna make it like they're you know. Right. Well, I think not going to make it is, is harsh. I, I, I don't think you can always tell, like, who's... Yeah, that's fair, because it may be their first time doing it, but if... I think, because in my first year, I, I, with what I was doing, I think I was the not going to make it right, right, guy. Right, right. I was bombing, like, retardedly. <laughs> like, it was insane. Like, uh, I would just bomb and then try to do, like, the save lines to get myself out and just be even worse and I would say like the edgiest stuff just because I thought that was the thing yeah. to say and rookie yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> and uh, you know no you're right I, it probably is too harsh because um, you know because I was there right but um, but I guess I, in my head I'm picturing more specific people that I've seen multiple times now where I'm like I'm not seeing any progress from the last time I saw you yeah. and off the stage I'm not seeing any progress in you at all like there's a stubbornness yeah. There's a lot of stubbornness. I think it's part stubbornness, but also, like you said, part laziness and part like just not having it up here to know, like, dude, you, you realize you're making all the wrong moves here. Like, I feel like yeah. some of it's just like obliviousness, too. Yeah. You know? It's like, it's like, uh, well, you have to, there's a, you have, there's a dying of the ego that you have to do with comedy, right? I mean, you, the reason you start comedy is because you're, you're funny, probably, right? You're funny to your friends, and so you go, oh, I can do this. And then you go up, and, everything's telling you the opposite so you have to kill the ego a little bit and say 
the, oh, so what everything I thought of myself was wrong, and then try to use that information and build yeah, upon it. Right. And some people never like, accept yep. that info because it hurts. Which is weird to me because it's like the audience is clearly telling you this is not working. Yeah. Are you deaf? Are you what? Like, what is it that's telling you, hey, I'm going to keep coming up and keep telling these same bad jokes? Yeah. You know, like, what is that? Uh, an identity? <laughs> it is. I mean, like, you, um, you have to completely change the identity, you know? I, I relate, like, my, when I first... But what was going through your head then in those first long bit of time where you weren't doing well and you were bombing, like you said, like, what made you think, uh... I'm going to keep it the same. It's, it's the crowd's fault I, or whatever. Yeah, like, that's exactly it. You go, that must be the crowd's fault, you know? I mean, I've been my whole life making people laugh. How, who are these guys? To <laughs> or you'll go to an open mic and go, they're comics. They're no, they're right. no, they don't know what comedy is. Right, right, right. So then I went to... The, the hardest I've ever bombed, I think, was because of this mentality, which is when I did my, my second bringer show at Gotham. So I brought my friends. And then my friends invited people. They're like, oh, my friend's so funny. Come see it. So we, I have this, all my friends come in to see me in Gotham, and it's a show, and that, I was bombing at Mike's with the material, and I thought it was because of comics, and so that day, I wrote new material to try on the Gotham stage for the Bringer show, and it involved me, like, writing uh, Chinese letters on index cards, so, like, I would pretend they're subtitles while I'm <laughs> and it was, I wrote it in pencil, so they're already small enough um, on index cards, but now they're in pencil. So people sitting down past the first one can't even read what it is. They right. can't even see the joke. So I'm trying to do this bit, and it's no one's laughing. Nothing is fucking funny. Um, you know, I mean, there's your proof. Uh, you're not getting any of those either. Huh? You're not getting any of those classic, uh, I want to laugh, but this is a forced laugh yeah, laugh. Not, no. not even the cousins or my friends, that came, they're like heads buried in their hands. Yeah, then, so. That's how you know that was pretty bad. Yeah. That's, what, that's, what, that's your reality check. And then uh, some people can handle that and some people can't. Did, what did your friends tell you after that? What did they say? Great job, buddy. Get yeah. them next time. <laughs> that's really what they say. Well, they, they don't tell you you bombed. Yeah, they're not going to be like, boom. No. We're not your friends anymore. Yeah. Come it's back when you've sold more KDs. Go put us on shoes. No, You're they, way better at that. They they don't tell you. They they just they they ignore the subject because that's, yeah, I mean that's what just, friends are for, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's a tough issue to address, of course, um, especially with non-comics. And they're like, wait, what? Like, yeah. um, huh? Okay. So, but then you said after that you took a long time off and reflected and all that shit, right? So. Yeah. Took like, <laughs> took like six years off. Jesus, years man, off. that's crazy. I mean, I've been only doing it six months, but yeah, six years. I can only imagine where I'll be with comedy in six years if I if I keep it at the rate I am. Although you uh, have a better attitude about it already than I did in my first. Right. Year. No, I've, but I've, that comes with age, I think. How old are you? I I'm 28. Oh, you're 28. Okay, well, I'm 31. So yeah, I'm, I'm sure that's a factor because yeah. But if you started when you were because I started 17. If you started when you were 17, you have these other, you you don't, you haven't lived life yet. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. have these preconceived notions of what right. that craft is. Right. But it's also, not demoralizing, but it's also like frustrating for me being like semi-competitive person to be like, oh, fuck, man, everyone in this game is so young. You're meeting these comics that are 21, 22, 25. Yeah. Um, and you're just like, fuck, man, I'm behind. But then, you know, you realize like, holy shit, I have content that no one else can use. Yeah. You know, medical material no one can use. 
Um, I can personalize it. And like you said, I live life, so I have a different perspective. So that, I guess, can kind of help. But, like, I'm an... I'm young for a doctor in my position, but I'm yeah. like old as fuck for starting comics. So that's yeah. kind of hilarious. But, um, yeah. but yeah, man, I've, I've been impressed with my own personal growth in just six months of like what I'm learning, what I'm realizing, what I'm like analyzing now. But um, I just had a, a Sama on right before you. He, um, you know, because he got into medical school. So he has, when, when I hear him talk or when I hear his bits or when I see him around, like I, I can recognize patterns he's thinking in that like are almost like a doctor's mind. You know what I mean? Or like a professional education mind. Well, so. like what? What would you say? Just, just like almost treating it like a math problem. Like, okay, I got to do this so that this will happen. Or I got to do this to the crowd. So that, like he's treating it like an equation. Uh-huh. Whereas you talk to other comics. You're saying he's very formulaic. Right. Right? No, yeah. not even formulaic. He's it's, not, you know, just a very He's a hack. <laughs> <laughs> Every joke is Boo. set up. Here's an exaggerated punchline. <laughs> I know. I've been saying this for years. Usama sucks. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, it's it, whereas you talk to some other comics who are just like, man, it's just a feel, man. Like they can't even like articulate where they were inspired from or, or how they got to where they are. Like, and, and not to say that that's wrong. It's just like a whole different line of thinking, and it does work for some people, but it's never worked for me. Like I'm a very literal guy. Like I need to be explained. Like, okay, what did you mean by that? Can you give me an example? Are you saying you're very you're very equation like as well? Yeah, like mathematical. Yeah, yeah. Kind of thing. Like, I'm like, oh, shit. Okay, so bar shows slash uh, open mics with three people left. I can't do bits. I have to do crowd work. Like, yeah. that's, I'm doing these formulas in my head now. Yes. You know? And, uh, yeah, so there's, that's good for a lot of logical um, situations that you find yourself in. But, uh, on the other hand, comedy can be very illogical. Yeah, of course. A lot. Yeah. Right? Well, that's where my... Uh, Autistic spectrum comes in, you know, so I can utilize that. Yeah. yeah. What? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm on the spectrum. You know what I mean? So, like, you think so? I think so, and I, I, I want to say almost all comics are like at, at some level of the spectrum. So, I think you're just socially awkward, man. Yeah. Well, isn't that part of it? You know. I mean, socially, not any any more socially awkward than anyone else who just hasn't been social. Right? Sure, sure. There's, but, there's like self-inflicted, quote-unquote, autism, which is like I, I haven't talked. For example, me around women, I, I have a lot of trouble with. Right. I haven't been around right. women. I didn't Same. grow yeah. up with that. Yeah, exactly. Right? doesn't mean I'm diagnosed with a... Well, I'm not diagnosing myself. I'm, I'm using it colloquially. So oh, okay. I, I, yeah, then, then yeah I don't want to like offend people with like true autism or like life-debilitating autism. I don't mean it in that respect. I just mean spectrum. I love the term spectrum because like you could be anywhere on that fucking spectrum. Right, right, uh, right. But I do feel like comics, at least good ones, are somewhere on that spectrum because I feel like you have to be to be able to recognize things that other people don't, to be able to point to observations other people don't really think about. Okay, I'll and, buy that. And I, and I feel like I came to the self-realization in retrospect, almost like, uh, I'll give you a perfect example. Women is a great example. So like, I remember not ever having talked to women, obviously some of that self-inflicted from family values and all that kind of shit. And, um, and uh, I remember when my friends started to talk to girls or started to hook up with girls and I'd be like, yo, so what happened? And what's the answer always? Dude, it just happened. Yeah. You, know, you know, we were doing this and then you know, one thing led to another. I'm like, dude, that doesn't work for my brain. Yeah. I need to know where were you, what were you wearing, what did she say, what did you respond <laughs> with? opener, the <laughs> all that stuff. I need, that's what I want. Right. You know, I want to know what was the formula, right? Yes. And so, and, and to the point, I'm serious, so like, to the point where my friends are getting pissed off at me, like, dude, I told you everything. 
To them, that's everything. To them, it's a feeling. It's a, dude, I just went with it because I don't have this spectrum bullshit you're dealing with. Like, I can't think like that, right? You're also probably risking averse as a person. Yes, yeah, yeah, very. So why do you think I finished med school before I started this, right? Yeah, right. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's also a factor, right? And and yeah, I feel like for for comedians, uh, I think that's, it ends up working out as a beautiful thing because then all of a sudden, because your brain works this different way, and that was just one example I can give you the thumbs, um, all of a sudden, once you start to realize or, or recognize these patterns with different parts of the comedy, you know, uh, hodgepodge, uh, you start to see where you can incorporate your spectrum into the comedy. So just to bring it back to what you were saying earlier, yeah, it's formulaic, but it's also a little bit illogical. I think that's where I put my illogic into it is like when I can recognize the patterns and then insert myself into those patterns now that I can know what's worked before what hasn't I'm accumulating data in my head of like what's what's funny and what's not and it's just like it's it's not for everyone what my brain is doing but this is what my brain is doing I think in six months that'll all go away (laughs) (laughs) if you go hard if you go hard at it for another like six months or a year I think I think it's it's a very um, relatable th- thought process. A lot of people is it's there's a lot of uh, in newer comics especially, and I'm not trying to insult you or anything. No, you can't. Inserting <laughs> out. My friends do that enough, so I am immune, sir. Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> now I feel bad. <laughs> so there's a lot of like because uh, there's such there's so much of comedy that's out of the control yeah. that it comes with it's almost like a scholarly way of approaching it where you want to put as much into control as possible including including formulaic ways of of attack and, and stuff and then when you just go up there how often does that whatever plan you had completely just has to be thrown out the window right every wording and every emphasis whatever whatever thing you had it's it doesn't really work yeah you know, it's kind of like drawing up ten different, you know, a, a ten pages on how to shoot a free throw instead of going on the line right. and shooting a free throw. Right, right. right? You could be right in every single thing you wrote, but once you're shooting it, it comes down to nothing yeah. except just doing it. But yeah, I mean that's a perfect think, analogy because what if you just keep shooting free throws? Eventually, you're not even thinking; you're just doing it, right? Yes. So, yeah, now, I'm, if you have been shooting free throws for like a year or two years, and then there's just something fundamentally off, you keep missing the rim by the thing, then you can kind of dive in, right? And the papers are like, oh, okay, oh, so my, I freaking have a hitch, you know? Like, uh, what's his name from freaking the Sixers for a while, where he like did this? No, oh, uh... Lamello? No, Lamar? No, it wasn't Lamar Ball. No, no, no. Oh, oh, uh, yeah, fuck, what's his name? Damn it, <laughs> first gonna... overall pick. I mean, this is how irrelevant he became, how quickly, but, um... Yeah, I can't remember the kid's name. Sorry, sorry, dude. But yeah, yeah no, I know who you're talking about. Are you not knowing it? I'm not saying it. It's the guy who got picked after, uh, before uh, Lonzo Ball. Yeah. 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 So he, uh, but that's the idea, is right? You see the problem, and then you start attacking it. Sure. Like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying I've I've recognized that. So like I was that comic that I'm recognizing is quote not going to make it where they keep doing the same bits over and over. They're not recognizing the room. They're not doing this. They're not doing that. So you're right. I am still in that process where I'm like recognizing the patterns. But I think you're totally right, man. The more I do this in, in another six months to a year, then I won't even be thinking about it. I'll just be doing it. Yeah. So that's where I want to get where um, I'm bringing my genuine inner voice, you know, spectrum self to the stage with that voice. Oh, yeah. yeah. So that's the dream for, for all of everybody. us. Everybody. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So I definitely sense it coming. 
Um, and ideally it'll come sooner than later, but yeah, it's a journey. So luckily, man, it's been, it's just been dope meeting other comics and just having a good time with other comics, to yeah. be honest with you, because that wasn't my entire upbringing up until fucking age 31. I was surrounded by math science types, you know, my family who doesn't give a shit. It's a completely different life arts. for you, right? It's a completely different life. Yeah. And it's just so strange to be able to like be surrounded with a funny people, be like people that are willing to collaborate and like, come on for this kind of thing or, you know bounce ideas off each other and whatnot and just have a good time you know so so regardless of whether I quote make it or not like it's already it's just been super fun just like you know being a part of this thing you know yeah yeah don't quit you know <laughs> I mean if you're old whatever I mean when you're when, when you're 35 you'll still be 35 yeah, yeah. right so you might as well just keep doing it I mean my you're life's pretty to... good man. like I'm yeah. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not complaining yeah if you if you're an absolute fucking failure <laughs> you're, you're an absolute failure in a penthouse in yeah, a 40 second right. oh maybe yeah. we shouldn't take the address yeah, don't do that. <laughs> Actually, funny enough, just based on the location, because it's very visible, like a bunch of people have already guessed the location. But uh, On your fucking yeah, desk? Yeah, yeah. That is crazy. Well, the know, internet is just crazy. Dude, do you remember that? I talked about this on the podcast already, but um, do you remember that whole uh, 4chan versus uh, Shia LaBeouf situation? Yeah, where they like tracked down the yeah, flags. He put yeah, fucking can you believe that them? shit? Dude, the internet is undefeated. Fortune yeah, uh, is like the most not fucked with them at all. I don't. I just, like, dude, that crazy. that should go down in like national history. That story, I think personally, but because it was tied to fucking Trump for whatever reason, I think it was, you know, it's never gonna get it recognized. So but that is just a, such a beautiful example of where our world is now, and I don't think it gets enough credit. And that's why, again, going back to social media, man, like this is it. Like we are Carson now. Like this is Carson right now. Like we are. Put something, something into the universe that is there forever and will be found by people. You said Carson? Carson, yeah. Oh, okay. Like, Johnny Carson. Like yeah. The, the talk show. Yeah. Because okay, right. in the past, uh, what I, okay, I should probably explain. Um, in the past, it was like, yo, if I make Carson, my career is made as a comic, right? Yeah. Or, you know, modern day Jimmy Fallon or Jimmy Kimmel or whatever. But that doesn't exist anymore. Like, I see plenty of these guys doing those gigs and then they're still doing their thing. You yeah. know what I mean? It doesn't change your life yeah. anymore. Because it's more saturated, blah, blah, blah. So I think... What's really working is podcasts, who's finding you funny as an individual, because that's half the battle. I feel, I feel like with, um, like you said, you know, you're funny amongst your friends, but then you can't be funny on stage. Yeah. But if you build that audience over this, where you find, quote, internet friends, then all of a sudden, people already know where you're coming from, people know your quirks, people know your inside jokes, and then all of a sudden when you show up on the stage, they're there for you, A, they're supportive, B, they already know kind of what your tone is and what your voice is, that helps you kind of be more yourself on stage, so I feel like... If so you, you want to establish a fan base through this, and then... Yeah, yeah, yeah I and I mean, I already have, uh, uh, very appreciatively, through, uh, to the tune of 20,000 plus people in just the two years... 220,000? No, 20,000. Oh, 20,000? Yeah, 20, yeah. yeah. Oh, in just two years of doing this, man, so... That's great. Yeah, so... Um, from this podcast? I no, yeah, I wish. No, just from YouTube in general. Okay. With the, Obviously, most of my content is, is sneaker-based. Uh, so those will get a lot more views for you than the, than the podcast, I promise. Oh, okay. But um, but again, it's it's um, you know it, this is how you do it. Yeah, you know? yeah. I think we're in a time where if you are talented, then it, there, there's no excuse not to make it exactly. anymore. Everything is within your arms' reach if yeah. you're, you're putting out. Right. Because um, even if the comedy seller or whatever other you know clubs around here don't pass me. I don't give a shit. I'll keep doing my things. I, I told you, right? I post every single open open mic set to YouTube. I did not know that. Yeah, so I post every set to YouTube. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I would not do that. Everyone says, don't do that. But guess what, motherfucker? I'm doing it. 
it. Okay. Deal right. with it. And here's why. I'll tell you why. One, no one else is doing it, right? So I'll be, you know, everyone's got to do something different if you want to make it, right? So that's my little different thing, first of all. Second of all, I wouldn't be doing this if I wasn't a narcissist, right? No. Uh, I wouldn't be doing this if I didn't think I could be good at it, right? So how dope would it be if you were a super fan of whatever comic, let's just say Chappelle, and then you find out, oh, shit, I have access to his entire catalog of how he got there. So yeah. you can go back to his first ass set, the 50th set where he absolutely bombed. Like, it would be, how cool would it be to have that, you know? Um, and uh, as an offshoot of that, like, I, you know, I have the earlier sets, the ones that have been up since, you know, November, thousands of views. Routinely, they're getting hundreds of views now. Like, people are watching these things. So even if there's fucking four people left at the creek in the cave watching me, I don't give a shit anymore. I'm, I'm oh, you're technically kind of performing. In your mind, performing to the Like 100, 200, 300 people. Yeah. At least on a, on a short-term basis. And then over the long-term, who knows how much they'll accumulate, right? Um, and it's kind of cool to, to show your fans a different side of, like, what you're doing. Because I, I never wanted to be... Because, like, your things is all sketch comedy on your channel, right? But if you were to suddenly upload, like, a food review, people would go, what the fuck is this? Mm -hmm. Right? Which um, a lot of YouTubers, a lot of big YouTubers now will bitch about it. Well, they feel like they're in their own prison, like a golden handcuffs type situation. Like, this is what's bringing me the bread. This is what's bringing me the views. I want to dive into something new, but I'm scared. I'm like, I don't want to lose the fanship because they're here for this. So I recognized that early and I was like, all right, well, I just won't do that then. So my growth has been stunted. Granted, 20,000 is no chump change, right? Um, but I could be much bigger if I did nothing but sneaker videos. Right. You know? But I don't like the idea of being pigeonholed into one specific So you're doing niche. like a life thing, right? Whatever you do is just going to be that channel. Exactly. And then, exactly. Yeah. And I'm okay with the podcast getting 100 views. That's a, a sharp turn, though, from sneakers to open mic. <laughs> you know? Like, for your viewers, I kind of empathize. <laughs> no, of course. Uh, listen, and I'm sorry, guys, but the guys listening to this, the heart. So that's the other thing you start to learn is... Um, going back to formulas like there's a formula to or an algorithm to how your fans are like there's those hardcore creepy fans that are like dude you may want to like cool it a little bit here uh, all the way to like the super fans that are respectful but watch everything you do to the hardcore fans that are silent fans like they'll watch every video but they'll never comment they'll never you know contribute or, or interact with you but that's fine all the way down to the flaky fans that maybe caught a video, subscribed, but they haven't been back since. Yeah. Or, you know, they, they, you know, they'll ask you a question in the video that you've already addressed, but you're like, Oh, you're so they didn't watch the whole video? Either they didn't watch the whole thing or, or, you know, people just have different attention spans, different IQs, different levels of understanding and, and comprehension. So, you know, you, That's, you, you're calling him an idiot. <laughs> technically speaking, you know, but, yeah, you uh, different IQs. <laughs> You know, but it's a real thing, man. It's, it's not an insult. Their <laughs> IQ is lower. Their intelligence <laughs> quotient is lower. <laughs> but it is a real thing, man. Like, it, there's fat people, there's skinny people, there's fast people and slow people, you, and there's what are you talking smart about? Smart people and dumb people. They there just, are all types of people. That's what you're saying. Exactly. Okay. They all exist. So, and some of them are my fans. <laughs> okay. Good. But um, but I say all that to say. Um, the hardcore fans will watch, right? Mm -hmm. So for them, this is cool. Like they're watching right now, and, and this is great. But um, live? No, no, it's not live. But when they see this, this will be to them, right? Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, man, I, I just decided, like, fuck it, man. I'm just gonna put my whole self out there, and then whoever's fucking with me, that's why I want. And I'll routinely get unsubscriptions, especially on a day where I'll post like segments of someone's podcast, like two hours. Every, 
for the whole day, every two hours, a new clip is coming out. Yeah. Whereas in the recent past, I was only able to pump out like maybe one video a day, but especially with this podcast and the segments and the lack of editing it requires, I'm able to pump out just like content. Boom, boom, yeah. boom. And you'll, I'll, dude, one day I saw a drop in like 100 subscribers. Uh, those are the funniest. <laughs> I'll put like a video out and I, I, I lose 15 people. <laughs> and I'm like, oh boy. <laughs> but see, lucky for me, I don't tie myself to the number anymore. So I just like laugh at it because I know in the big picture things, that number will climb yeah. back up. And it always does. Yeah. So you want to shed the fat, if you will. You yes, want to shed exactly, those flimsy fans. You yeah, want to get rid of them. Because they're right. not really your fans. They're not really there for The you. more you do stuff like that, the more you're kind of – you're putting yourself in a specific voice. Yeah. And then now people will see – I guess the more polarizing you are, the, yes. the, the more of the other – of the side that wants that. Will, will exactly. And that's who you really want at the end of the day. That's What else is this for, right? Yeah. So um, – because what good is it to have a million subscribers and then when you go on tour, like no one shows up because like eh, we're not really into you for this one. Um, whereas, you know, if you have dude, a thousand hardcore subscribers, bro, they will follow you all over the world, right? Yeah. I even have a dude, actually a dude hit me up last night. He's like, oh man, I'm in New York City. I'm a big fan. Are you doing any open mics? And I'd love to come see you. Wow. Like, you see? So, and I can only imagine where that's going to be in a year from now with, with this exponential growth. That's a senior guy or a... Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, everyone arrives for this thing, and I'm starting to see these kinds of comments on my stand-up sets. Uh, and if you got to go, we'll, we'll wrap this up. But, uh, a couple minutes, yeah. Sure. Uh, <laughs> I'm starting to see it as a theme. Uh, came for the Snickers, stayed for the stand-up. It's like, you know. So it's, it's kind of cool to see people kind of follow along. And I do a lot of quirky, cringy shit that's really not a lot of people's taste. But that's fine with me, man. I'm just being my genuine self. I'm, I'm happy that I'm able to bring that. And that's the main reason I'm able to even have the confidence to even pursue stand-up in the first place was because, you know, I saw people accepting me for me as I started to open up more about my quirkiness, you know right. what I mean? So, so that's been kind of cool. Um, but yeah, man, it's just been, uh, it's been a joy. I'll, I'll tell you this, this funny story though, you were mentioning Reddit. Uh, <laughs> so I post every set, right? Big no-no. Even the bad ones, man, I put them up. So like I told you, every set, even nowadays especially, they'll be routinely getting 200 to 300 views. Uh, around this time, this was a few months back, uh, I wasn't as good, first of all. And second of all, you know, they were getting maybe 50 to 100 views per video. Now, uh, this particular set, I did horrible. I didn't do any material. I had gotten a, you know, I was having a bad day that day for a number of circumstances. And then I just, and then the mic sucked, surprise. And so I just got up there. I just started like railing into people, just like bitching about how stand-up comedy sucks and like, uh, why is everyone using this as therapy and blah, blah, blah. I just went on a whole tirade. No one's laughing. And I finally went into some jokes that it bombed hard. And they were like some edgier, not edgy, like racist or whatever. But like for me, it was a little bit edgy. And, um, and then I posted it, right? And within a half day, that shit has like two and a half thousand views on it. Wow. And I'm like, what is going on here? Later that night, a friend of a friend has to text me to be like, uh, dude, did you know you're on the front page of Reddit's cringe page? <laughs> <laughs> dude, I was dying. I was like, holy shit, I made it. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> the best part is the comments, man. Because, like, think about it. These people are, have no idea who the fuck I am, right? And, uh, and they're commenting like, dude, you need therapy. You need to go see somebody, man. You need some real friends. You need... I'm like, bro, you don't fucking know me, but this is hilarious. And I started to, because I'm, I'm a comment uh, replier. I reply to every, almost oh, every yeah, comment. Oh, yeah, you're very insecure, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, 
almost everyone that's making content is insecure, but I don't notice a lot of people engaging their fans. No, no, it's it was a joke. No, you know? okay. <laughs> that you defended and therefore proved. No, no, well, no I'm, I'm not saying I'm not insecure. What I'm saying is I'm surprised that more people don't right. reply back to their... Well, viewers. there's a level, right? There's like uh, um, uh, openly negative without any form of construct, uh, construction. I'm saying it's even like the good more, comments. Yeah, yeah. Like, you don't respond with a thank you, you don't respond with a, hey, you know. Yeah. yeah. I don't see that routinely. No, you're right. That's something, that's something that you should probably do in the, in the interest of... You definitely should do that. Like, these, these are people that took time out from their lives. I'm learning now, the new currency is attention. Like, if, with all the content that is available for people to consume, the fact that a hundred or so people decide to watch this, like, the day it came out or the first few days it came out... That, how humbling is that? That's amazing. That's You're like, right. you know, that's, that's good. That's a good perspective. You know, for so um, uh, where was I going with that? Uh, yeah. So, so anytime I get a comment, uh, in the past couple of months, it's been harder to reply to everyone. So, the more generic comments, I'll just at least, I'll at least hit the thumbs up and the heart button yeah. just to make sure they saw that I saw it. Uh, but anyone who asks a question, anyone who leaves a more kind-hearted remark, let alone the the uglier comments, I'll respond to all of them. You know. Um, and uh, and I remember for the for the Reddit post, like all the people that were kind of like, you need help, what the fuck? And I just responded to them like, yeah, man, it was a bad set. <laughs> <laughs> and they were just like, holy shit, you're taking this pretty well, man. I like you. you know, yeah, just yeah. Like, you probably got a few uh, yeah, subscribers probably, out of you know, that. Because, um, and, and it was kind of funny seeing people like come to my defense too when they saw me come. Like, hey, leave him alone. Like, this wasn't even that bad or whatever. <laughs> so, and, and you'll notice that too when, when you, like a lot of people have different perspectives on this as far as like how to deal with hate negative comments or whatever and uh, a lot of people like to equate it to like oh it's just some pimpled virgin incel on his mom's basement on a keyboard but I don't like to think of it like that um, I like to think of it as just a guy just like me or a girl just like whoever out in the streets who just happened to be having a bad day that day you happen to show up on their timeline they clicked on it they weren't in the right headspace and they just decided to lash out as a way of like feeling better about themselves and then a lot of times I notice when I respond to those hate comments Usually with something funny, just to be self-deprecating or be like, yeah, sure, or whatever. They'll respond back, yeah, no, I was kidding, or oh man, you, you know, I was just having a bad day. I'm sorry, man, I didn't mean it, or whatever. So it's that's not trying to. It's just people trying to connect with other people. So like, who the fuck are you? I was back when I didn't have this many subscribers, and I see people with less subscribers than me that I'm like commenting on. I don't hear nothing back. I mean, it's not a big deal, but it's just like, who the fuck do you think you are? That like. Well, you think you're too good to like reply to people? Like you're not even that. Hey, big. you may have turned me around on this. Like I feel like I don't reply a lot, um, but I probably should, considering they're taking their time out and do the appreciate. Yeah, just acknowledge. And I do appreciate them. Yeah, exactly. Like you, you put in all this effort to like have them give you their precious time, and then for them to even take the extra effort because I'm not a commenter. I'm really not. So when I do, and I'm a little bit better about this now that I've become a content creator, where I'm like I understand now, especially coming from a non-creative background to this now it's like I'm understanding now like how precious that is to someone to be able to like put themselves out there let, just to comment let alone create content or whatever so anyone that comments I, I'm still you know trying to make the time to reply to everyone or at the very least hit the fucking you know thumbs up in the heart thing um, same thing with Instagram I used to respond to all the comments now I, I just got to do the, the heart thing at the very least uh, and I'll still occasionally reply especially if it's like a question or, or something you know like a genuine interaction as opposed to cool or you know or whatever so right. yeah. um but yeah man it's just like uh it's it's just been super fun connecting with people and and you routinely hear it. they're like oh man you're my favorite youtuber you're so genuine you're always interactive you're you're always engaging this some people will literally subscribe to me and leave a comment saying that be like 
I like that you you reply to everyone. Subscribe, like oh, you know. So a little tip for I'll you. Yeah. Do it. Was, all right, now you told me I have something to gain from this. I'll hey, do it. there you go. I'm glad I could help. Uh, so where can we find you? Why don't you plug yourself? Instagram Peter Wong Comedy, and you can find me on YouTube if you type in Peter Wong. Dope. Um, any shows coming up? Any other stuff you want to plug? Yeah, I'm doing a show. And you have a website too, don't you? Yeah, PeterWongComedy.com. Uh, I have a show uh, at a place called Friends and Lovers. It's called Side Ponytail uh, Wednesday, this coming Wednesday at 8 p.m. I don't know when this comes out. It may not make it by the Yeah, fine. So. <laughs> uh, I'll be doing a couple shows in Boston uh, coming Friday, May 31st. Nice. If you see me, great. If not, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Dope. All right, man. Thanks for coming. See you guys around. Thanks for having me. Peace.